should probably start with a classic riff, uh, me disparaging you. Maybe that's always fertile ground. Why so, would you... Yeah, what? Why? What, for what reason? <laughs> How, how's what that, new source do you have? How's the male pattern baldness going? Well, I know you were really <laughs> struggling with that in the uh, last... You know, I'm actually... The doctors say I'm so virile that uh, it's actually unhealthy. For, and I'm growing so much hair now that it's probably life-threatening. And, and mm -hmm. this is a doctor with a with a, with a medical degree. With a degree like a in what like you a medical would call doctor. A, a degree in what you would call alternative medicine. Yes, he's a naturopath for sure. He's, he's measured. He's measured my qui energy, uh, and I am particularly potent in several masculine aspects. I'll have you know. Do you bathe in CBD oil? I not only utilize God's oil every day. But I also insist that my friends and relatives do the same, and random people I meet on the subway. That does yeah. sound like some, what somebody who uses CBD oil regularly would say. I know uh, it's the perfect like, bluff, right? <laughs> it's more like CBT oil. You know what I'm like, saying? <laughs> shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> Please no. <laughs> uh, For oh, this fuck. podcast to proceed without any unnecessary CBT references, thank you. What is CBT? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. What is that? I don't uh, know. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to 30-Minute World. I'm going to Google it here. You can continue the intro. <laughs> what, welcome to 30-Minute Worlds. This is, a, this is a podcast where we uh, make worlds in 30 minutes, uh, ostensibly for a, some sort of RPG splat book, I guess. I do, have a, I do have some good news and bad news, guys. Um, the good news is that we don't have to turn all of these into splat books. Uh, we actually don't have to turn any of them into splat books. Yeah, wizards would not return our calls. <laughs> yeah, never no, acknowledged that is the email. bad news. Yeah, the bad news is that uh, I never actually was talking to wizards. Which I was means lying that, to yeah, no, which means that the thousands of dollars we poured into art for these unique settings has been for nothing uh, as we were preparing the splat books. For a wizard, oh yeah, but that's uh, that's that's cool, you know. Yeah, my my press agent actually reached out to Paizo about Frog Quest, and they banned me from ever communicating with the company ever again. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I was talking to the Dragon Quest people about making a game, uh, based on Frog Quest, and um, uh, let's just say I'm not allowed back in Japan. Uh, so that's. Mm. That's, you know, it's okay. it's fine that we spend all this money, and you know, I'm cool, obviously, with you doing it. I coincidentally now live in a homeless shelter, though. Uh, just That's, to turn, okay. I'm recording in a public library here. It's funny uh, how compared to episode one, where you were living in a house and now you're homeless, the audio quality is so much better than it was. Yeah, yeah it's because no one's there. I might have to sell no this mic for uh, food. So. He broke into the library, actually, because libraries aren't open right now. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> How did he... I didn't think of that. Also, it's cognitive behavioral therapy. Is that it? <laughs> no. No, it <laughs> Fuck, isn't. what is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's totally fine. So, uh, this is... We are going to do... Despite the fact that Wizards is not going to be buying our IPs, which is, you know, regrettable. We are going to, you know, let's just run him down. Oh, my let's God. Yeah. Okay. He found it. 
<laughs> You're welcome for that. Uh, okay. Uh, so I think we can start. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I knew I just never thought to acronym it, you know. <laughs> yeah, nobody looked that up, by the way. Just please don't look it up. Uh, it's fine. So I think we'll start off with the first rule we ever wrote. Penned. Shroom World. Shroomlands. Shroomlands, yeah. Uh, how do y'all feel about a revisit of Shroomlands? You know, when I went back and listened to it, I I was surprised. I really liked Shroomlands. That was like it was our first, you know, first toss of the bones, and we weren't actually throwing any bones at the time, but it was really fun. It I was like a, I, I could hear that I was having fun in the recording. It was a good setting. Yeah, I liked it I, a lot. We went very in depth with it. More in depth than we have. I have always said. Yeah. We've never like planned out locales really again, apart from Shroomlands. We planned out like three different cities. And I really like that we fleshed out. Now, admittedly, we have, as was previously discussed, walked away a bit from the focus on an RPG splat book or even like a video game or anything like that. But I like that we fleshed out like a starting town like area. Yeah, and, yeah. And stuff like that. Like we just never really continued with that. Mm -hmm. I did really like Shroomlands. The thing about uh the, it, it is a little bit it's very jrpg right like mm -hmm. you can sort of imagine you know start like the the whole mushroom enemy and you're on the side of light or something yeah and, you, and the hash is an inventory item that you can use uh in the middle of a battle yeah i really like i really like i'm down to revisit Shroomlands. It's got a lot of fertile potential, I think, for us to revisit. Uh, I don't really have a comment on it, though. No comment, huh? You don't have any comments on I, your world that you that you were the champion of originally? I was the champion of Shroomlands? You were the lore lad. Yeah, um, the original. Oh, I was the, the OLL. You were also the creator of Cobb's Knob. That's true. Although I stole that from Kingdom of Loathing. I thought it was really? Hobbs Knob, but okay. Okay. Oh, I well, did. So we can. Yeah, it's original. It's original. We keep it in. Uh, we, <laughs> we cannot be sued for that. You can't do I, it to us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is is the only thing I'm because so the thing about the re a re doing a revisit is have you'd have to have some idea of what we would want to revisit. I want to revisit the individual city-states, I think, in mm -hmm. Mushroom World. I think Belvin talked about this, too. Yeah, about that's kind of how we closed that Belvin episode. was weirdly into that fuck city. And I think that would be kind of a cool environment to flesh out more. Yeah, also into slaves, but... Uh, that's a moving, recurring theme. Moving yeah. on to Bridge of the Gods, episode two. What did we feel about Bridge of the Gods, gentlemen? I think that was the most grounded i guess setting probably that we've come up with so far yeah not that that's necessarily a hey. positive or a negative judgment but it is definitely the most the least fantastical i guess well there's no magic in it yeah that, that's actually kind of what i liked about it uh i think uh, i think uh, episode nine which as the time of recording this has not come out yet but i think episode nine is more grounded and traditional i think that's more of our most traditionalist episode. We can talk about mm. why that is. I think episode two is pretty unique in the conception of the world. 
Well, and I like it, that we talked so much about culture and about the people yeah. and about how they live their lives day to day. I thought that was nice. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like they just existed to just be like, oh, we need to have people here that do stuff. Right, right. No, I really liked it. But Justin, you were saying the, something. There was something that, for some reason, I was just not that, I, for some reason, I'm just not that into the setting. I don't really know why. Yeah, because you were kind of like, when we were going longer, you, were, you didn't think there was a lot of depth we could pull out of it left, I think. And I still kind of think we didn't really go anywhere af- like after that point. Um, but, I mean, I didn't think it was as bad as I did. I was just having a bad day. The, mm-hmm. the, thing, the thing that I'm not really that excited about, about the setting, is that it is essentially just like a long, it is essentially Snowpiercer. It's just like the same, like everyone's just on a big line. And like, I don't know where they get all of their resources from, right? Like we, well, we touched like, on salvage, but there's not a lot of wood around. You're right. You're right. It's, it's the thing. Like if you're all, if your entire society is like bunched up in a line, like, no matter how long that line is... Oh, that's like, true. The center would be kind of... But that would be something to explore, too. The center would have the least access to anything. No, no, no. It's... it's If if you, you... They have to go out, because if they continue to, like, fish at the bridge, they are going to eventually overfish. Because it, there's just... And, and, and they're going to salvage. They're just going to have to start going further and further out to salvage. It just doesn't seem to me, and and also there's the problem with like what we said is that boats weren't common. <laughs> so like, if if goats if boats aren't common and it's hard to like like there's so many like you could probably go into that and try to yeah, figure out. Yeah, I think out. we kind of like changed that so that it'd be convenient in some instances to have boats and some instances to not have them. My understanding was that boats were not necessarily uncommon, but were just very valuable where they were had, that they were a prized right. thing, but that, uh, but if it's not, if it is common, then how is it valuable? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's very useful, but that is a problem. Um, I just have trouble wrapping my head around. Uh-huh. That's a fair criticism. Huh? No, certainly, certainly. Uh, if these worlds aren't ironclad, you know, how are we going to get people? Now, moving on to Frog Quest. Uh, Th- this say- is <laughs> the, the most grounded of all settings in 30-minute world history. Uh, nobody was under the influence of any kind of hallucinogenic drugs while we were doing this, and that is amazing to me. I I will say, in the defense of Frog Quest, I didn't like it at first, but then I had like a few actual listeners reach out to me and tell me they really liked Frog Quest. So I think it would be something that our fan base would like a revisit of. And it did pose kind of a neat philosophical question. And I think it was kind of one of our most experimental episodes that we originally did. It, the, the, the question, of course, being, is it, it better to be a frog or a human? Yeah, which no I one's guess. asked before, I think. No one has ever asked this question. Not a Disney movie. Not, um, not a poet from, uh, like, I don't know, medieval era Japan. I don't know what the eras are called in Japan. Or was P- low P, P low. Uh, it doesn't really matter. No, mm-hmm. I, I think at the time, I really did not like it very much. 
because I, I was still more on the mindset of that we're writing things that people could theoretically play games in because those I think the first two episodes were very much like that mm-hmm. and I didn't really understand the direction that we were taking it but I, I do like it for what it is it is different uh we very, talked about the different. game elements of frog quest in the episode you know yeah. about your frog points uh certain actions you could take I think that'd be something that we could touch on in a revisit that could make it something like uh uh mouse guard but with a sanity system that in and of itself is kind of a neat pitch uh, yeah, it's weird because I I really think if we were gonna revisit Frog Quest, it is the world that we would actually literally be able to make an entire like uh, yeah, one page RPG. Yeah, I think I think it is mm-hmm. like one of the easier ones to adapt. Actually, when you look at the system of Mouse Guard, which is where combat is kind of like if you're not fighting something that's of your own equivalent size, it's incredibly lethal mm-hmm. uh, and dangerous. And you introduce like a sanity mechanic where you're losing your former memories. I think that would be pretty neat. Uh, you know what? You know what would marry to that pretty closely mm-hmm. is a is a drinking game. That might be, <laughs> well the prompt. Yeah, you have to we could uh, make liquor an optional. Was... <laughs> yeah, make an optional rule that you have to take a shot every time you <laughs> you you get it uh, ruins get the integrity of the setting. As an additional <laughs> cost to spend a frog point, you must drink some hard liquor. Uh, does anyone have any closing thoughts about Frog Quest? Yeah, actually, the last, the whole, the last three. Is anybody like? Not really. For I mean, there, there's stuff that we can talk about, but not like that would be something to discuss in like a proper revisit. I think. Yeah, that's what? kind of the thing too. Uh, I mean, it's I it's think, hard think, to. Yeah. Daniel, you had a worst prompt. You said. Uh, I guess we'll we'll mention that. Don't worry, it's coming. Uh, I don't really have any closing thoughts on Frog Quest. It was actually more cool than I gave it credit for at the time. And we did get a lot of people, actually, who liked it, which was cool. Uh, Moving on to uh, episode four, which I think was, like, my second turn as Lorelad. It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Plane of Elemental Goodfellas. This is a hard maybe for me. Uh, maybe really yeah i feel like this setting was a little too wackadoo for me to sustain creatively over another (laughs) another session huh yeah well well because like the there's so much where we started with goodfellas is not at all where we ended up with goodfellas Mm. like we started with like you know uh criminals are basically infernals and we ended up with there is an entire set of planes of existence that exist basically as stereotypes of different movie genres which i kind of actually liked but i feel like incorporating paintings as summoning was like hard to work with i think with yeah. and kind of didn't fit with the theme of the three kind of planes that we had and when you combine those together it was kind of like a setting that was like and we also had to deal with the influx of technology into what was a standard fantasy setting. So that was like I really three don't think horny big things to tackle there. I mean, the problem with the influx of technology, I don't think the the that would be a problem because everything that you're bring everyone you're bringing in isn't like a scientist or an engineer. Yeah, they're like a, they're a cop or a gangster or something. They're like they're like fighting men. They're not like 
you know, telephone repairman or something or something. Or maybe one of them was, and that's how they got the telephone. If I have a problem with Goodfellas, is that it felt like it was trying to do a whole lot of different things at once. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. And we were and kind stuff of... that was neat, like the '80s cop plane, which is funny, and it is funny, but it didn't really like it. It didn't get any kind of actual development. It felt like to me, it was well, mu- it was yeah. like a plane that we wrote in the '80s. Uh, while on well, cocaine, I think that's exactly what you need in a revisit. You, is something that you didn't develop enough. So you want to you just open it up and enjoy that, that beautiful, uh, like, Ferrero Rocher uh, present you just unwrap. I will say, uh, in a revisit to uh, Plane of Elemental Goodfellas, I will say in defense of it, and this will be my parting thought on it, and you guys can add in if you want, it would be the revisit that could probably change... It, the revisit with probably the most uh fuck what am i even trying to say here it'd be the revisit with the most uh cash value i think for us because it could really (laughs) like in terms of like making the setting like even crazy i think it has the longest reach potentially of any revisit we could take it a lot further uh it essentially it essentially is a hub world it essentially it's it's introducing into this the idea of like this is a world that you could pull people from any setting, essentially. If you ext- if you kept extending it out, you could, yeah, um, yeah. I I really think the um, all you really need to make uh, well, actually, I really think all you all you really need to make any of these really good settings is just fleshing out a, f- a handful of really good characters, like like char- like that that are each part of the setting. And I think it's so easy with this cuz all you do is you you've got like th- like a few like you know like a wizard like a sort like sorcerer or whatever and then you've got like a mafioso and and a uh uh like the exemplar characters that they've got in like uh the core rule books and stuff like that. Yeah. And I would agree with that in in my kind of thoughts is that one of the things that bothered me a little bit was that I really struggled to wrap my head around it all what this would look like from the ground level like as a like to be a person yeah that it. was me too I was mm-hmm. kind of like because I, I feel like a problem with that setting too is all the cool stuff is happening outside the setting you know all the cool stuff is happening on 80s cop world is it though because I can't even really imagine what that world is like. Yeah, it's like I imagining, can't imagine it either. <laughs> it's like imagining hell. It's like made of fire. And like, if everything's made of fire, is anything hot, you know? Yeah. It's weird. Uh, so, the only let's probably thought, move on. Yeah, the only thought I would have is that, like, if, if it were to be touched on again, the other planes would probably be where a lot of our attention would go, I would assume. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I'm, I'm, I got everything I have to say about it out of the way. Yeah, I More think there's planes, potential maybe. with a war between the planes uh, that could be staged on the neutral ground. You could, like, try to avert that. I think that would be kind of a cool plot. But uh, what about True Cuts? I love True Cuts. I fucking, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> love is, this one. <laughs> this is a really good one. This might uh, be my favorite, honestly. I really is... liked True Cuts. It was so fun. <laughs> I loved Very making agree. this one. Uh, Chessman, you were lore lad, right? I no, was. Yeah. You, yeah, you were, you were. Uh, and it was really, 
Oh, this is such a good one. This is probably... I would say this is a number two pick for me. I would say. Number one or number two? It, the thing that if, if like, we... Because I was listening back to it, and, like, my problems that I have with the setting are essentially just, like, uh, we had competing ideas that we never really resolved. And that's it. Such as? Like, uh, oh gosh. Like the number of alien species in the setting and the nature right. of the, the Well, we, we agreed on like, multiple. We agreed on multiple yeah. at the end there. Yeah, but, like, that's we don't really know what they're like like if they're coming and then also we sort of mentioned at the end that there was that we had co that they've colonized like asteroids and, and mars and shit and yeah. uh but we didn't go into any of that which is a great food for uh for a revisit to dive back into that yeah like fuck, to, to touch on that i think it was kind of like we were not debating but discussing like the details of the setting in broad strokes to the point that we by the time we settled on what we wanted it to be, we couldn't go into any detail, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we never did actually nail down... Uh, we, we never re did actually nail down the nature of the training. Like, like this, this whole thing is supposed... This whole setting is about uh, yeah, the barbers and training. Yeah, the barbers who yeah. can fucking mm -hmm. read your hair's mind and cut it. I think that'd be it, cool yeah. to focus in on and see how they do it we did kind of skirt around that i think we kind of hit kind of at the last part of that episode from what i remember we kind of hit on an intriguing kind of space hulk prospect where their job is also to explore derelict ships which i think is cool uh and check for growth there or explore far out space stations and see if people have bad hair there which i think is funny i i just think that like like what you're saying dialing in on the the hair stylists or barbers would really be what I would want to do if we went back. To yeah, it. I'm talking about that what too. they yeah. do and what their lives are like, and because they are the protagonists of this setting, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, and we really didn't dial in on like what it was like for them too much. I don't think this is a strong contender for a revisit. I would say, honestly, yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And it was also one where I don't even know uh, if we actually got three prompts for this. I think it was just space station and hair. Because I really listened to it, but it was such, it was one of our best ones. Uh, it was so good. Because well, I had an invisible third prompt that was you in my You were head. the guiding hand. It would, the third prompt was Junji Ito, I believe. <laughs> yeah, because Walt kept saying Junji Ito over and over again. I said yeah, That's like actually twice. my mantra. I say it when I fall asleep. <laughs> I don't recommend that. My dreams are terrible, actually. Yeah. It's all about well, I mean, I liked that a big inspiration for that. I don't know if you were just bullshitting this or what, but like the dream that you had. Walt. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, this wasn't bullshit. This is a real dream. I yeah, I was listening. That dream that gave me chills. I actually kind of already want to move on now because I don't want to talk about this dream anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, like, no, I, the only closing thought I have is that this would be a fun one to go back to. I yeah, I would. Chessman, your closing thought. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's one word. It's yeah. Uh. Moving to number six, which is Sea of Time. Uh, I'm going to go to bat here for Sea of Time. Okay. I really right. liked it. I think it has the most potential for a revisit as a neat Really? Setting. Yes, I think it does. And I think we kind of got bogged down in talking about the structure of the clock and whether the world was flat or not and angles and shit. 
And that's not really important when you consider the bare bones of the setting and when you consider that, like, the idea of, like, everything outside of the clock being outside of the radius of calculable time is really intriguing to me. Uh, hmm. I think that the things that are interesting potentially about Sea of Time are things that we did not spend much time talking about. Exactly, in the exactly. And that's why I, I'm kind of hankering for a revisit of that. But I think hair, between the two of them, I think uh, yeah, well, True we'll, Cuts, I we'll, think, we'll, would take it from me. We'll pit them against each other at the end. Don't, don't you worry. Oh, good, uh, good. Uh, what do y'all think of Sea of Time? It just felt really unstructured, and like the longer it went on, the less focus it felt like we had for what the fuck was going on. I yeah. like the aesthetic. I like the idea of this sea dominated by this great clock, and it's like Mediterranean, like early classical era, and it's a neat idea. But I just don't know that we have put enough details into how anything works that we can really, really had much there. I thought it was a weaker one in retrospect. It, it has, it, there's a lot, um, it, the like literal world, the literal world is, you could maybe, there is some stuff that you could find in there, but I really don't think we were close while we were doing it. We would have to like go pretty deep to find something on a revisit. See, I, I disagree, but I think that I can sense I'm the only one advocating for this one here, but I think that it's because we didn't touch on so many of the cool... I think we spent too much time talking about, like, what happens when the clock stops and stuff, and not just what's their society like, kind of like what, how we did with Bridge of the Gods. Yeah. I think we yeah. should, on a revisit, if we did it, we should Bridge of the Gods it and really make it so... We understand how these people live, essentially, because I think that would be really neat. Uh, it's also, Sea of Time is like one of the only universes we have that's congruous with another setting and could potentially fit in the same world. Oh, uh, wait, which one? Bridge of the Gods. They could both feasibly be huh. set in the same setting incredibly yeah. easily. Uh, and I think that would be kind of neat, too, to talk about the potential for that. Oh, God. Oh my god. No, see, that's... Oh gosh. Yeah, because... Okay, you just turned my world flipped upside down. See? Cause that, <laughs> <laughs> because if they are both in the same world, suddenly it does all make sense to me now. Go it's on. Like, it's like, why... Like, okay, first of all, the bridge... Uh, clearly, first of all, clearly the bridge is circular. Like, it runs around... It runs around. It's like it's it goes hemispherical. Yeah. You're saying, it's, yeah, hemisphere. So you actually can't see the other side of the bridge from any part of the bridge, and it's so it the path is so long that you can't see, you can't really make out that there's much of a curve to it because it's just gently curving. Ooh, shit, yeah, that does fucking work. Yeah, but let's we can't. Oh my god, we can't, we can't, work, we can't do this right now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you. Uh, you thought it was a lock, you bastards. <laughs> well, okay, so okay, I guess Sea of Time, I guess Sea of Time and Bridge of the Gods might uh, team up, and at, uh, it's a setting. Slam. Bridge of the Gods, we've already established their megalithic structures in the setting. Yeah, that we don't it, know it just why they're there. Slots in, just yeah, naturally. it's almost perfectly. And I don't even oh. know if we touched on that in the episode because I haven't listened to uh, Sea of Time in a while. But uh, I think they slot in 
pretty well. And if we take the rules of the sun for uh, Sea of Time, where there's no sunset, essentially, and it's just daytime all around, and we there's no way to tell time, really, if you're outside the clock's radius, that impacts the bridge in really interesting ways. Uh, yeah. There is a lot to do with it, but we are maybe getting ahead of ourselves. We uh, are yeah, we got a can of worms here. this discussion. Gotta yeah, really yeah. got a can of worms. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh yeah. Closing thoughts? Uh that's that's my pitch for it. That was my closing thought. That was your closing yeah, I don't really. Yeah, yeah. I, I we already said me to me and mine too. Yeah. So so before before we move on, I do just wanna have like because like it it is kind of funny that we keep going through all of these and the thing that we it seems like almost every single one the thing that we need more out of it is that we're focusing too much on the on like you know the rocks and the rocks and uh grass and trees and not enough on like the people living there right? yeah i think this is my mm-hmm. particularly big complaint with cf time too is if you listen to that episode we spent like 15 minutes talking about the physics of the world right which i think is not something that's going to make someone play the setting well, and you if know. it doesn't even, if the physics of the world, we aren't even explaining how it affects the people in the world, what difference right. does it make? Like, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. It, yeah, it's just a really poorly written science fiction novel where you get halfway through it and you're like, I, okay, it's really cool that you got a hard on for engineering, but why? Yeah, yeah. We're back after a brief break to talk about uh, what we just did. Uh, fucking Sea of Time. Yeah, we're continuing right? our very special episode of 30 Minute World Builders. And we're now moving on to Mongolian Wood. Uh, no, the full title is actually Mongolian Wood. And in parentheses, this con has flown. Well, I can it- assume I assume our listeners can also read. Uh, maybe I'm alone in assuming that. Well, this is a podcast. But that... They're listening. They might not be able to read. You don't fucking know <laughs> yeah, that. It's uh, actually true. And in this instance, I get to say, fuck you for picking car radio as a prompt word. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> the worst prompt word probably in the history to date of 30-minute world builders. If not, certainly in the top three is car radio. <laughs> you don't have a top yeah. three. You can't name two more. Well, mm-hmm. funk from the as of unreleased episode was a bad word, but ended up being useful. It was uh, useful. Yeah. Whereas car radio, I don't know. I mean, the, the rock jokes were kind of funny, but uh, it mostly just confused me. <laughs> yeah, it did define the setting to an unhealthy degree, I think. Just radio would have been good. I can't believe you were going to do car phone. I still can't <laughs> believe it. It is that w- wild. That would have been much me. funnier, I think. Uh, in the setting would have been even worse to incorporate yes we no we we would have just done like 1980s uh dissolving uh fucking what was the other word whistle we would have just done plane of elemental goodfellas we would have just done the the loose cannon cop world that's all that would have been there's no other world you can do from car phone we definitely did fall kind of ass backwards into what this one ended up being. Yeah, um, I have no idea how we... I think we mentioned this on a 
You you favorite. said as a joke for the setting Mongolia after because I complained no, about I doing Mad Max cool. in Australia. I thought like uh. a step car kingdom would be cool, and it was cool. I just thought it was gonna be post apoc for like. Mm-hmm. I thought post apocalyptic Mongolia with cars would be badass. Yeah. Well, so Belvin would said be a better setting. Mad Max, and then I complained about it having to be in Australia if it was Mad Max. And then we got to Mongolia, and then we we're just like, well, let's just do it. Let's do something different. It doesn't have to be post-apocalyptic. That's true. And then we created mm. actually a setting that has a lot of beautiful, shining parts to it. Who can forget? Yeah, who can forget the classic? Uh, well, <laughs> if you want to talk about CBT, <laughs> like it wouldn't be a thirty-minute world builder episode without genital mutilation coming up. Um. All right. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Or uh, <laughs> okay? I'm just blocking. I'm just blocking in with my voice so that we do not continue talking about that that subject. Yeah. I don't really have I, a lot of thoughts. For listeners, this. it was check a weird that, one. Check like, that off your bingo cards. It was an odd one. I'm not suggesting it for a revisit because I think it was so. This one is even more out there than the mobster world. Yeah, it's just a one off. Like that. I mean, it's, it was funny. Yeah. It's. Yeah. My closing thought. It would be cool to send cars back to um, uh, 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 historical Mongolia. Dude, it would be cool. And give them two cons. It would be objectively the right thing to do for humanity. Uh, it would be great. Obviously, it's, it'd be cool. Yeah. I think. It yeah. makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. <laughs> it, 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 I, I think that we explained uh, that, that all away with one, Chinese really alchemy. Was the yeah, uh, Chinese Chinese alchemy? Just don't worry about the rest. Well, because what I was sort of pushing it to was that this is now this is now a racing setting, and that there's inexplicable like it, it's like you know those games like in the arcade, um, like the driving games where yeah. you're driving through places where you're like there's there should not be a road here. Like this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like the pyramids, you just drive through them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or like Mongol, like they places that look very similar to like mongolia and you're driving past like all the wildlife and stuff and like you go through a waterfall and there's uh yeah and you're Shangri-La. like this is protected land why am i, <laughs> why am yeah. I this, this is wildly illegal uh i think i don't have any parting thoughts on mongolian wood it was certainly wacky uh Wacky with a sort of destroyed civilization undertone. Um, like next time, we should just give the Mongols nuclear weapons instead. I think that would that would be faster. Yeah. yeah. Well. Uh, moving on to episode eight, Green Hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did y'all feel about Green Hell? Huh. I don't really know how we would revisit it, but I did like the episode a lot. It felt very strong to me. Uh. And it's, like, probably the most, well, I don't know, either the Mongolian wood or this is the most adjacent to, like, our own world that we're living in today of anything that we've mm-hmm. done. Yeah. I do want to talk about the these, or I'm going to end up talking about the last two together a little bit, because they are weirdly similar. The uh, Green Hell and also this, in my, I have a note here that says that we're calling it not the Matrix. I do not think that that is what we're calling it. 
uh, the the most recent. We don't decide the episode names on air, but yeah, our most recent episode. Uh, they are both like these apocalypses that, um, they're they're both essentially apocalypses of isolation <laughs> that uh you go that you're going into, and, and basically essentially being punished for destroying the environment. The, both of them. Like, yeah, they are actually. Of the two, if you want to lump them together like that, and I think it'd be helpful to compare them, I think Green Hell has less legs than the other. Because yeah. the other one, there's a mystery there as to right. why things are this way. Well, and uh, there's more variety and there's more action on behalf on like of whoever the protagonists are. Yeah, you have godlike agency actually whereas in green hell you're deprived of all agency over your surroundings and you're just a tool to be pressed and tortured well, but green hell would be a great kung fu movie would it? it well you'd be fight you'd like fight your way and you get lost dude i then... would i would love to see donnie yen just punch a fucking bird <laughs> 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 Oh no, this is super low budget. All of the animals are just people in animal suits. Yeah, but they just somehow booked Donnie Yen. <laughs> I know I've thrown a huge wrench into this into the works right now. This and is you, all because reeling from how fantastic my idea is. Walt insisted on pagodas being a central feature. I of the... said Kami, which, which I had Kami yeah. on the brain that day. I don't know really why, but what Oh, the Kami, you know, the spirit of the planet. It's great. Yeah, we don't yeah, have yeah. um we don't have a, a life stream in in our world, so we do have to you know. I mean, who's to say that we don't, man? I guess I guess we don't. Are you I mean, fucking the, the aesthetic certainly works. Yeah, uh, I do like the aesthetic. Kung Fu is definitely not what my mind would have jumped to immediately for yeah, film adaptation. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of weird. kind yeah. of a miracle any film producer signed off on an adaptation of any of our work, so I would happily accept a Kung no, Fu No, I think, uh, yeah. again, going back to kind of cutting ahead here to the revisit, I think the one that has the most potential is uh, True Cuts. Oh, well, is an anime. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, but an anime film, you could make that easily. Before, okay. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's, yeah. that's the next step. We gotta, the, I mean, I don't think we have that much more to say about Green Hell. Let's just, let's just. Do it's also kind yeah, of recent no, I, in my mind. I, yeah, I liked yeah. it for I, what I, it was. I thought it was cool. It's more of a set piece than like a setting in some ways. But yes, I did like it. Yeah. All right. So we will. Now move on to episode nine, as of yet unnamed, but it's out on iTunes right now. If you look at it, uh, yeah, it has a name there. It's it's, it's not the Matrix. <laughs> yes, is what it is. Uh, it's TBD. Yeah, but TBD, find out yeah. find out who wins uh, <laughs> in the title <laughs> wars. There, no uh, T TBD without the TB. Just kind of set the tone for the whole episode. Uh, Fuck yeah! One riff at the uh, beginning. I liked. I liked this one, and I think it's the one that's most adjacent to our reality in the sense that we already have a conception of something like this happening. Uh, yeah, in our I, pop culture, I can say that I, I was the lore lad for this one, and definitely what's going on right now with the quarantine was weighing on my mind when we were working on this one. 
and yeah. I had just written something else earlier that week about all of this, and it just kind of kind of infected that a little bit. But yeah. I liked it. I thought it was interesting. I thought that you guys did a great job of extrapolating something really cool from it. I really liked yeah. it, and I think there's more to kind of how I feel with Sea of Time is I feel like it's one of those settings where there's a lot more there that we could touch on. Uh, the nature of the Eureka boxes, the nature of the engineers. Uh, I, I I don't know. There was just so much cool stuff in there. That What the angels were really trying to do. Uh, I don't, It was just neat. It was neat. Yeah, I I really... It's... I Between this one and Green Hell, it really is a much better isolation-like story. Like, and it was also like a much more relevant, like, like, like the, the, um, the eventual, um, destruction of the planet by global warming is of course, it's always an issue, but the, if the current, uh, separation of everyone is a much more, is much more pressing. I do like this idea that like these angels are going in between worlds it kind of gets me thinking about like uh uh there's this sh there's like the show i can't remember what it's called it's like it feels like it's directed by m night Shyamalan. it's like this like everybody goes to this town or something and the town's really in the future you're talking about the village the village you just spoiled the village by the way <laughs> it's like 15 years old Get aren't they it. making a show about I'm, it? no i'm talking about a different show i think a I, show or movie? it's not it's not called the village you just spoiled the village. Fuck you. <laughs> it was a it's group like, effort. It's like 15 years old, all right? Can we get over it? Speaking of 15 years old, um, I guess we're going to take a little bit of a break to organize ourselves for just the final of, showdown. Yeah, yeah. So let's oh, take oh, a break. Oh, does anybody have any last... Any, I don't any have last... any parting thoughts on Green Hell. Or uh, the... No, we're on the... We're already on the next one, but... Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll cut that. No, I don't. No, I'm I'm happy with with what we've said so far. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna take a little break and we're gonna come back with uh with a uh with the roster, and uh, it's gonna be fight night. Welcome back. So we had narrowed it down, gentlemen, to two worlds. Uh, well. Oh no! Sort of. Oh. <laughs> Who's that coming through the? Oh my God! <laughs> it's Bridge of the Gods with a steel chair. <laughs> Bridge of the Gods. This is this is unprecedented. This is okay. This is unprecedented in um uh thirty minute world SummerSlam history. We 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 have we have a a two we have a three man match, uh two v one for the final for the final. Oh God! My God, that Sea of Times music! <laughs> My God, <laughs> I am a real man. Okay, um, so it is it is True Cuts versus Bridge of the Gods and Sea of Time as a combined setting, which we've established makes sense. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Chessman, your move. I am so torn. I'm so torn. Because, oh, uh, because True Cuts is so good. It, it, and it's such, we know, like, we know it's going to, because, like, mm -hmm. I've, been, I've been thinking on and off about, like, 
who who leads who leads the barbers? Who's teaching who's teaching the barbers? Who are all those wacky high schoolers learning to cut hair and also fight uh I guess uh a godlike hair entity. Um but and like Bridge of the Gods and Sea of Time, kind of an unknown they're they're like a new uh like it's just this new thing. And individually they didn't uh they didn't really work. So like I'm worried about I mean, like, I think we they put them worked, together. But well, it, I don't it, think they they had the spark that say we immediately failed with true cuts. It's an unknown entity. What this? Yes. What the, the sea thing. of the God Bridge is gonna look like, or the Bridge of Time is gonna look like. But fuck, I would like to see it though. <sighs> it's yeah. almost it, yeah yeah. That might just be something we could do for that's a problem. And I know I merged the two of them and threw the wrench in and I'm responsible for this cage match. I think the problem with that merging though is we would have twice as much ground to cover on a revisit. Even though well, it would be a really intriguing world. The thing is though, they had less than half as much ground to cover to start with. So when you combine them, so, yeah, it I is about the I same amount of ground. I think we would just need to count on it being a little bit longer than our average episode, but I maybe I mean it would I don't think it would need to take four, five, maybe probably a little bit longer, maybe like maybe ten minutes. Five for each. But you know, because we can pick and choose. I you're so, you're saying numbers. You're saying numbers yeah, to the, me, and the, I'm that's fair. And, like Bridge of the Gods is on the top ropes, okay? So okay. I didn't hear a call though, Justin. I didn't hear a, vote. Co- a call. A vote. I didn't hear a vote. Are we gonna vote? That's what I assumed. Because uh, I think everyone was about to say the same thing in three different ways. Whew. Okay. So let's just let's just on three. Let's just say let's just say which one. Okay. Let's let's go from there. How All about right. that. Yeah, I can do that. All right. One. Two, three, true, true cuts. cuts. True up. Uh, Wait, where's? Uh, I was gonna say true cuts too. I kind of cut out there. As much okay. as I love the idea of marrying those settings, and I do love the idea, there's just too much about true cuts that I want to flesh out and see more of. It's yeah, too. It's, it's too fucking cool. True, true cuts was the like flash in the pan. Like, oh shit, we got, <laughs> we got something there that's really good, and like. Walt's dream, like it came to him in a dream, and there's the, <laughs> the messianic. There's, <laughs> there's the prophecy to think about, you know, that one day one podcast will unite the world to fight the growth, and just a lot to talk about there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas oh, yeah. Sea oh. of Time, and and I'm sorry, y'all's audio kind of cut out there, but uh, whereas Sea of Time and the other uh, Bridge of the Gods setting would work, they're like natural fits for each other. I think that it is somewhat. We would be essentially like solving a bunch of little vagaries with the setting to make something that we, but we consider true cuts cool now, you know? Mm. Yeah. I just, so I just, I just put away, I don't, I'm sorry if that came through on the audio. I just, I did just etch true cuts in stone as the thing that we're, that we're revisiting. No, I know. I How, heard that part. However, I, I chimed in. How, however, I do want to say that like there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff that we still 
want to see but we still want we're still interested in like in in a few of these like like bridge of the gods and sea of time also some some more like some other ones that we just like just didn't make the cut they didn't make they didn't make the true cut yeah we kind of had an honorable mention list here uh where we put shroomlands and frog quest both as honorable mentions shroomlands because it was our first and it was actually a really well developed world I know if yeah. Belvin were here for this episode, Shroomlands might have been the one that we revisited. Yeah. We also have a slightly less honorable mentions list that is basically all the other ones, except for like uh except except for like uh I guess Green. I I don't know. Mongolian Roadcon was what it sounded like, but it would also be nice to revisit Shroomlands with not shit audio quality although that might be a barrier to entry for some of our viewers since we did tell everyone to start at episode five but i like shroomlands i think it's cool i think shroomlands is cool too i liked the dichotomy between mushrooms crystals and that kind of thing i like that we built out some fluff settings so i think it's up to us now to establish kind of what a revisit to uh true cuts would look like and that looks like we're at time, guys. Yeah, exactly. We have another episode. <laughs> Sorry to leave you on the edge of your seats. Uh, see I, us in season two. I, I seriously, like, I've been rolling it over in my head so much. I still am so much. I knew that we would have to get to this point where we narrow.